Good morning. Good morning. Good afternoon. Early today. Yeah, we're we're recording bright and early today before our um, even nine to fives and class and work and everything (laughs) gets started. That's how committed we are to the craft. I know. We are here on a cold New York morning. Yeah. So today we're talking about cheer. Yes. I'm excited. Me too. I had not seen this. I went into it thinking it was going to be Dance Moms, but about cheerleading. Oh. It was not. No. This is a so, docu-series. <laughs> in fact. Did you watch the first season? Yeah, and I think... I'm, so I, I watched part of the first season when it first came out, and I never finished it, and I'm realizing it, I think it's because I thought it was going to be Dance Moms, uh. and I was waiting for the fun part to come, <laughs> and it like it never, never came, and I it was so confused, does. so I think I stopped watching it. But going into it now knowing it was going to be heavier, I had an easier time watching it. In fact, I stayed up all night thinking about it. Not really, but... This season, I think, the second season was heavier. I think so, too. It, and, like, the episodes were longer. I really wanted them to only and be, more like, episodes. 35 minutes each. Yeah, I mean, last night I watched the last one, and there was a lot you were able to skip through just in terms yeah. of, like, shots of people looking at each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there was a little extra juice in this one. But the plot of the show is it is a competitive cheerleading team from a junior college in Texas, and they're the best yes. in the country. And so it covers the backstories of some of the students or the athletes who come from different backgrounds, the intense coach, and follows them up to their biggest competition of the year. Tillman, you have, I'm not from Texas, never been to Texas, never even met a cheerleader in my life. All right. So you well, should give some background I on this. have done all those. Okay. I am from Texas. I have been to Texas <laughs> right. and I have met a cheerleader. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. <laughs> so I'm actually from like 30 minutes from here. And Navarro, which, side note, so many people in this show say Navarro. Monica, the coach, says Navarro, and I have only ever heard Navarro until this show came out. So they actually have a satellite campus in my hometown, and so in high school I took classes there. But I had never heard of their cheer, cheer You team. hadn't? No. Okay, I, I didn't was, know this existed. I was imagining that this was, like, the biggest, like, everyone was talking about it in no. Texas. No one was talking about Interesting. it. Interesting. Like, in all the shots, if, did you see, like, how they all had, like, a CA, like, on their shirt? Or, like, Cheer Athletics was, like, a big oh, yeah. thing in the background. Some that's of them a, coached at Cheer Athletics, yes. right? Okay. It was a, that's a huge competitive cheer studio. So, cheer was a big thing in your area? Yeah. Okay. So, like, in, especially in 8th and ninth grade, I knew a ton of girls that were in competitive cheer at Cheer Athletics. Okay, gotcha. Or there were a couple other cheer studios around us, too. There's probably, like, four or five. Okay. Gotcha. And they, like, that's crazy because each year has its own, it's, like, split up into categories for, like, each age group and then difficulty level and then they each have, like, a yeah. like a team name and they all go to, like, this world competition also in Florida. Okay. But in Orlando. This is wild to me. I've, I don't, like, I didn't have, even have cheerleaders in my high school. Like, it's crazy. We also have, like, all those girls were also our cheerleaders okay. in high school. I was going to ask if you got, if, like, it's exclusively competitive cheer or they also do the sideline stuff. So our, like, high school cheer what, did, like, one competition a year for, like, our state, like, competition that they offered. Okay. But nothing big. And okay. then a lot of them would go and do competitive cheer as well on the side. Okay. Just like any other competitive sport. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. So, that's kind of how that worked. It was just crazy. And so I remember in, like, eighth grade so vividly, like, five of the girls in my yearbook class being in competitive cheer and, like, every day we would come in and we'd watch the cheer routines. Like, you'd see them oh, watching. so fun. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed very intense in it's terms of intense. it taking over people's life outside of it. Yeah. Which I get to an extent. Like, I did some competitive sports in high school, but nothing to this level. Crazy. One thing I don't understand is how... So, so the... In general, since it's a junior college, people mm-hmm. will go and be on the team for two years. It seems like every now and then someone sticks around. They're like, I'm doing an extra two years. And I don't... Like, do they go back for a second associate? Do they split up their time so they're a part-time student? Like, how does this work where they keep I coming back? I wondered that, too. And I'm wondering if it if they do, like, a third year to get their associates or something. Okay. Or, like, part-time or something yeah. like that. Oh, well, maybe it is. But I'm not sure, because I was also curious about that, because... Ladarius came back, Gabby right. came back. Morgan came Morgan back, came I back. think. Yeah, Morgan's grandparents were like, how many associates can you get? And so I'm like, how long has she been there? I don't know. So that was something I, I was interested her. in. I was also 
when I was deep, deep on Reddit last night, some people were saying that they probably can't even complete full course loads, some of them, because they're practicing so much. So it might be it that they me. do have to take three years to graduate because they can't be a full-time student. Yeah. And I know a lot of people do that route of a, a community college mm-hmm. and then go to, like, a bigger university. Yeah. In, at least in Texas. I mean, that's just all yeah. I know. Yeah. But, um, Navarro, I, had never, I didn't know they even had sports. sports. Yeah. So I was did you surprised. did most did people you know that go there dorm there because it seemed like all the athletes slept there. I know I only know a few people that have actually gone to okay. Navarro for like the full two year associates. Yeah. Most people that I know that went there to classes in high school or something along those lines. So they we had the campus like at home. Oh oh right you guys had the so like it was no one no one really went to Corsicana. Yeah. But they could. But the couple people that I do know that went there, I believe, did dorm. Okay, gotcha. Because, I mean, I think they kind of touched on this throughout the seasons, but these it really is, like, their entire lives. Like, they live there. And oh, yeah. so it seems like it's a really huge issue that when they leave, they have no structure. I know. Which, part of me, I know a lot of these kids come from difficult backgrounds, and it's kind of, like, cheer saved me. But part of me wonders if it's, like, worth it in the end because when they graduate and leave cheer and have no structure no community it seems like that has gotten some kids to like really difficult positions i'm really surprised they don't talk about it more but that more kids don't go on and do or cheer at like large universities like the assistant coach went to texas state which is like a huge school yeah um for cheer because i don't know if you saw the like massive ring that she had on it Yes, with Kaylee or something, that girl. Yeah. Yeah. She had a massive ring on with the T for Texas State. Okay, okay. I was like, whoa, is that her Daytona? I think think two of them were Daytona rings, and there was a third one that was Well, they can probably also compete at Daytona from four-year universities, maybe. Oh, yeah, because they are in the, like, community college division, so I'm sure there's... Yeah, that's true. I was wondering why not as many of them. There's only two in this division. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Are they the only two teams? I don't know. It's just funny. It's like these... (laughs) Because <laughs> at the end, it's just the two of them there every time. And maybe that's no. for filming. It could also be they are consistently the highest ranking. Maybe. It's kind of funny to me that it's these two community colleges in Texas that are like 30 minutes away from each other in the middle of nowhere. Right. And they also happen to there be like the best in the country. nothing in Athens. Is that where TVCC is? Yeah. They're the competitive. They're, they're the, Navarro's competitor. Navarro's. Yeah. There is nothing in Athens. And Corsicana barely has anything. It is like a stop you know, I don't know, between Dallas How did they and... become such a competitive team? I guess Monica really did a lot of that. That's nuts. Okay, well, we can start going through... So, basically, the way the show works is they profile a bunch of athletes who, give, who have different backgrounds. So, we can start with the people who had backgrounds in season one. Yeah. Um, we'll start with Gabby. She's a Navarro cheerleader. Yeah, she's intense. She is, and I I get the feeling she was brought in for the show because she is basically a cheer celebrity. That's what yeah. they call her, <laughs> and she kind of there's this moment where they're like, we called up Gabby and brought her on the team. Yeah, I was confused by that. I don't think she wore. Then. She went to Navarro before that. Oh, I don't know. Well, I guess she came to Navarro. I guess they called and were like, yeah, she became her, a student, but it it seemed like she was off doing her own thing. I don't really know how that works who she was competing with but I don't either it kind of seems like she was brought in also I can imagine her parents were her she has stage parents I can imagine that they were like scoring the earth for opportunities and they were like oh it's your tv show you're gonna be on it oh yeah her mom is 100% like a momager yeah it actually like made me kind of upset exactly so Gabby the reason she's such a big cheer celebrity is because she started doing stretching videos as a child and I think either her mom or dad were like we would just be like, just do your thing, pretend we're not here, film it and put it on YouTube. So I think they were really the ones pushing her down this, like... There is something about parents who are like, my child has to be a star. And she was homeschooled too, right? I don't, I don't remember. But I mean, when you're that le- level, like, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, so many people yeah, that are so all in in their sports and yeah. stuff are, which is, I mean... Because she also, like, they moved her to L.A. for more opportunities when she was 14 from Florida. <laughs> so, like, she... This poor girl. Yeah, no, she is homeschooled because she she seems like she's thrown into Navarro and she's like, um, I haven't been to school, like, ever. That's true. And she's pretty quiet. Like, she... It's not... A lot of the other 
kids on the team are very like big personality. I'm not saying mm. she doesn't have a big personality, but like loud and in your face and she's pretty reserved. Yeah, she definitely is. She's focused. Not, you know. Yeah, she comes in, she's like the best and you can tell that she is a really disciplined athlete. Yeah. Anything else about Gabby? I don't think so. I mean, because she just did consistently great through the whole thing. Like, there was never a big... There weren't dramas about her. There's one moment in season two where she's struggling and this other girl, Maddie, comes over and she's like, it's okay, we all stink at some point in our lives and it's fine. Oh, one thing that was really cute in season two when those two little girls, like, worshipped her to get her autograph... That was so That was really cute. sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like I can't even comprehend what a big celebrity she is within the cheer community. Like, I didn't I know, even know I cheer don't. celebrities existed. No, me neither. Yeah, but I guess I guess Gabby is one, and she's killing it. Is she, old, is she our age, or is she younger? She may be our age. Okay. Do we know her name? I'll look it up. She's 24, so she's older than us. Oh, interesting. I, I, I do feel like there seems to be different ages on the team like it, yeah, i don't think the sure. vibe everyone is 18 i i think she got recruited for the show probably someone who did not get recruited for the show morgan morgan i have like a special like spot in my heart for morgan i feel me too i think she's a big fan favorite i think so too she's just really sweet and yeah you're just rooting for her at all times yeah and there's this one moment at the beginning of season one where she's talking about how like sh- how there's some girls who are so like effortlessly beautiful and so effortlessly good and morgan is like the prettiest girl on the she's team beautiful and she's also a really good athlete and you can tell she just absolutely does not see herself that way i know but she's so pretty. She had a, like, difficult past, too. Yeah, she's her from mom. from Montana or, like, lived with her grandparents. Yeah, I think Wyoming. Uh, somewhere up there. Yeah, and her mom left them. Yes. And then she and her brother lived with her dad till he got remarried. In, like, a trailer? Yeah, the dad sent them to a trailer. So, like, right. once he got remarried, the stepmom didn't want the kids from the old marriage to oh be there. Oh, God. So they went to live in a trailer together by themselves. And then she touches on this, I think, maybe even in season two, her brother leaves to go find their biological mom. Mm -hmm. So she's in the trailer by herself at, like, 14. Oh, my God. And then the grandparents find her and pretty much raise her. Yeah, her grandparents are sweet. But it's interesting because she talks a little, and I think, like, you can talk about the different reaction. Like, a lot of these kids come from some sense of, like, abandonment or something. And Morgan's, like it made me start running. So I feel like this experience pushed her towards athleticism. Yeah. Where it seems like some kids kind of fell off the track when bad things happened to them. So I just think, I don't know. I, I studied psychology in undergrad. I think it's like interesting <laughs> yes, how different psychology. people react, but I really loved Morgan. I do too. I was sad that in season two she didn't get to compete at Daytona because she had... I know, I was kind of like, you can come back for another year. She was there. Just hop up on the mat. Yeah, I know, for real. Girl, get up there. Like, could she not have done... TT, who's on the team, he can't be. Who's TT? He's one of the guys. He's on Navarro. He's friends with Jerry and stuff. Okay. James, he was there, I think, when James I was talking about Jerry. I know who you're talking about. He has to be 24 or something. <laughs> He's there. <laughs> there were some older ones there. I was like, all right. Yeah, I feel like Morgan could have stuck around if she wanted to. Come on, Morgan. Yeah, but she's making it big. Is she? Yeah, I, I stalked her on Instagram. She's like almost as many followers as Gabby, I think. I think she's the second <gasps> most followed. Interestingly Yay. enough, Ladarius and her do not follow each other on Instagram. Ladarius and, like, Ladarius follows Gabby, who okay. they didn't seem to be talking that much. She follows, um, there's someone else that he was still friends with. I don't know. But he and Morgan don't. And I thought that was weird because I cannot imagine Morgan would have done anything to offend him. Yeah, unless she was hurt by him and she unfollowed him. And she unfollowed him. him first. Yeah, I feel like that's very possible. Because I, in my eyes, she can do no wrong. <laughs> I think so too. I, yeah. That makes me... Mad at him. Yeah. Which <laughs> I already am, which we will get into. Yeah, but. yeah. I think, I thought I would, coming out of it, I thought I was going to have the most to say about Jerry, but I, I actually have the most opinions on Ladarius. I agree. Um, someone Ladarius is friends with is Lexi. Talk about Lexi. Lexi always was an interesting one to me, because she had troubles in season one. What was it that she, was it, was it like weed and stuff that she had that she got in trouble for? Yeah, they didn't say what type of drugs. Is I cannot imagine it's hard drugs. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Well, and, and also in Texas, like that's a pretty big deal. I think they're still cr- they crack down. On okay. That. Yeah. 
Yeah, she, I mean, I don't think she's out here doing crack or anything. No, I don't think so. She's really sweet and just, like, kind of, I feel like, has fallen on hard times. And Yeah, her backstory was that her parents got divorced and she kind of lost herself yeah. after that, right? Yes. She, like, I got into so. a lot of trouble at school, did drugs, kind of ran with the wrong kids. Mm-hmm. And then Cheer kind of pulled her out of that, but then in season one she got in more trouble, so she had to be kicked off the team. Mm-hmm. And then, but she was back in season two, which I was really happy about. But she ended up... Me too. She kind of just fell... I think once COVID happened, once she probably COVID ended happened, up graduating. She, yeah. That was really... I felt so bad for these kids. I know. I mean, the whole world went through the same thing. I mean, in one way or another, where something was canceled or like... Yeah. Whether it was school or cheer mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's just so awful when it's like your last chance to like go to nationals and things like that. Especially someone like Lexi, where we see... Like, even, I guess, in their off-season after Daytona, without the structure, it seemed like she immediately kind of fell back into being a bit of a party girl. She's, like, going to this rave and stuff, which is fine, but I'm wondering if once she didn't have cheer at all, if it was difficult for her to be, like, like, what's she doing now? I don't know. I know. That's really hard. Because there were so many of them that were, like, I mean, they train, like, the training is intense and insane. Mm -hmm. For Daytona, and then you just can't go. Like it's just canceled. Yeah, it's yeah, right. They they basically say their whole year revolves around these two minutes and fifteen seconds, and then your year doesn't. And I also wonder how much um they practiced and stuff. Like I imagine they were able to keep practicing. Like I don't know if rural Texas was cracking down hard on yeah COVID regulations. I think so. They, they did close on. for the rest of the year. I think. Public schools did. Okay. And... This was 2020? 2020. Okay. They were closed, I want to say for the rest of the school year, just doing virtual. They but it, might it have sounds like they tra- Did they train 2020 hoping they could go to the next Daytona? Or is um, that the one they could? They did go to? No, they went to 2021. Went to 2021. And I think that was the next one. I don't think they, like, rescheduled. Because when they went, they were like, we haven't been in two years. It's, I was so confused when this was filmed because it came out, the first season came out early quarantine. So, so that was filmed 2019. 2019. Yeah. And then the first part of season two is 2020 mm-hmm. leading up to COVID and then 2021. Yeah. It seems like they took a break in filming. Yes, I think they did. Because there's, like, a six-months-later moment. Yeah, it seems like their training for Daytona must start, like... Because there's a few months out. It must start in, like, January or something. Mm -hmm. Because I think it was, like, 20 days until Daytona when COVID hit, which is March. So Daytona's probably in April. Yeah. And it starts, like, 60... The countdown on the season starts, like, 60 days before. So, like... Yeah. January, February? Yeah. Must be when they start training. Or... At least, like, choreographing their routine and, like, choosing the 20 people that are on that. I kind of... In season one, I got the impression that they trained for, like, six months for this. It was kind of mind-blowing to find out they only have a couple months to prepare. Yeah, I was surprised. And I guess the... I guess, like, the fall semester, they're doing... Other competitions. Games. Yeah. Right. At, like, cheering at games yeah. and, you know, practicing Yeah, I guess that's football season. And, yeah. Because I was also trying... I love figuring out a timeline. Me too. I love that. I just know. You have to watch Selling Sunset, because that's the wackest timeline ever. <laughs> They'll film, like, two seasons at the same time, and then one two years later, and it's it's so strange. That's insane. One thing that kind of goes along with timeline, I love in reality shows when they're, like, in confessionals, they're always forced to wear the same thing, so they can pick and choose, like, right. where they put them in. And I'm like, right. when was that film? I know, truly. Yeah, you see someone make, like, a disgusted look or something, you're like, I know this could have been, like, weeks later. In Dance Moms, I noticed yeah. that Dance they reuse, like, the same clips of Christy in different <laughs> seasons. so funny. No. Like, ah. Poor Christy. No, just just <laughs> for, for Christy. Anyway, Cheer. I think that's it on Lexi. Yeah, I I mean, she kind of, she and Morgan both kind of just fall off. Yeah, they don't once, get an exit story or mm-mm. anything. Once COVID happens, they kind of just fell off, which is unfortunate because I wanted to hear more about them. But I wonder if after they're not at Navarro, if there's something like they, it's harder to get them to like film and record. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if they like stuck around, if they moved. What they're doing. I mean, it, it honestly does kind of seem like Lexi and Morgan are, like, living influencer lives a little bit. 
Good for them. I know. I, I'm happy for them. Because I feel like that's an easier transition than graduating and then trying to be like, okay, I have this degree, but all I have ever done is cheer. Right. Like, what can you do besides go and coach? Okay, so the last kid besides Ladarius who gets a background in season one is Jerry Harris. Yes. If you've watched the show, or even if you haven't, you might know that he was convicted. No, not convicted yet. I think he's still he's waiting. He's still waiting. Trial. Yeah. He's still waiting trial for child pornography charges. And soliciting naked photos from minors. And yes. also, I think, trying to get with minors, if not getting, getting with minors. Getting with minors. There's a whole episode in season two, which is obviously very heavy, of just going into this situation with Jerry. Mm-hmm. And the two teenage boys that he was soliciting photos from mm-hmm. were on the episode talking about their experience, which was just... They... So ugh. Jerry is probably about our age. I think he's 19 or 20 in the first season, so he's probably 22-ish now. And these boys were... He's 22. Okay, so he was 19, I guess, or 20 in 2019 when I think this happened. The boys were... 13 or 14 they show pictures of these boys during that time like now in the confessionals they look like they're a little older they're like maybe 15 15 or 16 so they they look older when you see these pictures of them they look like children Children. i mean they they were probably in middle school they're like babies they look like little kids it's interesting because Jerry's kind of one of the, the forefront of season one. Oh, yeah. He's like the biggest breakout star. He was on mm-hmm. Ellen. He was like the uh, he red Joe carpet Biden. host. Yeah, he was red carpet um, host. For Ellen show. Yeah. Or, and then also we talked to Joe Biden during the election, mm-hmm. like on a FaceTime or something. I don't know exactly what that was about. But there was a whole thing about like Matt talk. He was on Oprah or like with Oprah somewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, he like really And he did it star. because he had like this incredibly bubbly personality where he Mm. was like he was the biggest supporter of everyone on the team he also had a difficult background because his mom died of cancer and he had grown up i think in like poverty and his mom was kind of like doing whatever she could to keep him in cheer and then she dies and he's kind of like left to his own devices and he sticks with cheer and a whole community rallies to support him it was really sweet and then you find out that he's like a like a predator yeah it was that episode was just hard to watch because you're seeing these two boys talk about their experience and their mom talk about that, mm-hmm. which is just like heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. And then also you're seeing this entire cheer team deal with the like effects of like this isn't the person I know, but these things are awful. How do I go through this? Yeah, Gabby has this moment where she's like, I know I shouldn't talk to him anymore. Like I know I should cut him off, but I can't because I can't. he's a huge person in my life and. I understand that. It's hard. And then I felt bad for Monica in this sense, too, the coach, because she was like, I am so heartbroken because I can't believe that he would do this, but these are awful things. And, like, she posted on her Instagram and was, like, saying, like, I stand with these survivors, but not quite in those words. Yeah, the lawyer of the boys kind of came for Monica, and she was like, she never, she never straight out says that she supports the survivors. She kind of more asks for privacy and says what he did is wrong. Yeah, let me see if I can find that post because it did Mm -hmm. say something about the boys. Or she said we need to protect our children. Yeah, yeah. And and the lawyer was like, that's not enough. And right, she should have said, like, I stand with the boys and any sexual assault survivors. Yeah, which I understand. I also think parsing someone's Instagram story post is not... Where we need to villainize Monica. I know. Yeah, I don't think that was necessary. I don't think she has to be the spokesperson on how the team is handling this. Because how are you supposed to handle exactly. this? How do you handle that? Yeah. That, I mean, it was really hard to watch like the entire team come to terms with what had happened. I know, because it's... he For what? I mean, there's... I think this is like obviously huge conversation and in some situations like this there are some gray areas this one was entirely black and white oh yeah like he is he gave these children trauma he like cornered one of the kids in the bathroom and wouldn't let him leave and like there's nothing about what he's doing like it sounds like it's a scary grown man predator yeah trying to trick you into doing illegal stuff 
there's there's no gray area with it. That's what's like so upsetting. I know. Like it it's not is. like he was nineteen and the kid was seventeen or something like that. No, it's like he was nineteen and the kid was thirteen. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like there's a number of charges who have come out or other kids who have said stuff. I don't think they were the only ones being affected. No. Or who are victims of it. There's also so I went into season one knowing about this, and there were times that I like clocked him watching like children's cheer and everyone was kind of making fun of him because of how much he cared about children's cheer or like he would coach kids and like always be all over them and hugging them and stuff and that like whoa that's a lot to watch when you find out he has child pornography i know because i watched the first season right when it came out so Mm -hmm. none of these allegations had come out yet Mm -hmm. and I mean, I thought that was weird anyway, but I don't like children. Yeah, it so was a I weird like thing when get, he was watching it, I think. I'm like, no. But it was strange. I was like, why are you watching all these, like, child... Yeah, he did seem... Like, I have... I've never been into children's sports and any of the sports I've done. One thing about Jerry's story that, like, really made me sad was when Ladarius... So he was, like, molested as a child, and for him to find out that one of his best friends who knew his story would then go on to do that to other children, like, that was so tough. Yeah, that was hard. And I can't, I have to think that that's part of what unraveled Ladarius, because it seems like he really struggled from that point forward. It really did, like, that moment on. Because that was the same time... That Monica was at Dancing with the Stars, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that came out while she was there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, because she got someone, like, a PA came up to her before she was about to go on stage or something. It was like, have you seen the news? So, yeah, yeah so Ladarius, which I guess we can kind of move into Ladarius a little bit. He mm-hmm. was... So his backstory is he... His mom went to jail when he was a kid, and he was really little. He didn't fully understand. I guess she was on drug charges but it was maybe her boyfriend's drugs and he was sent to this like woman in the neighborhood who babysits the kids and he lived there but there were a ton of other kids living there so he um was like touched by older kids and he felt like everyone else in the house kind of knew what was going on and no one stepped in and he was also bullied a lot because everyone knew he was gay when he was a child and so I think he kind of is the type of person who grew up in defense mode. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And you can tell. Like, you can see it kind of at the beginning of season one. Yeah, he, he and can be can, mean. He can be mean. Mm-hmm. And you can see him, like, open up, like, all the way until this breaking point, essentially, where then he just kind of... He even says it at some point that he's kind of falling back into his old ways and putting that wall back up. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to, like, listen to because it's like he is... He can be mean, but he's also, like, so sweet and really cares for this sport. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe that he cares for Monica. And so to see him, like, have this moment when everything is, like, kind of falling apart around him and every support that he's ever had mm-hmm. is gone is really yeah. upsetting. I know. It, it, and it seems like he doesn't. He has a lot of siblings, and he kind of blames them for how he was touched as a kid and no one came to his defense. His mom tries to step in, but he's like, not uh, he does not seem to want to be with, close with his mom anymore and I, I feel like so you look at like him and Jerry both of the two kids that get attention in season one the two boys that get attention in season one both of them come from difficult backstories where they kind of lose a mother they don't have any parent figures they're mm-hmm. kind of on their own and I think it's interesting how I honestly think Ladarius is almost is more realistic in that like Jerry is so positive it's almost like toxically positive and he had this whole closet of like horrible things that he was doing meanwhile Ladarius is really tough he can be really mean he's really hard on himself and his teammates but it seems more like a natural adaption to being someone who's been abandoned your whole life and so I honestly felt like I could not relate to him more necessarily but I felt like closer to him because you see ups and downs with him yeah it makes more sense as a kid who's been abandoned and stuff in his exactly, life. Exactly, yeah. That he would have a dark side and a not-so-dark side, and he would struggle with teammates and compete against them, but then also love them. I felt like all seeing all of that, I don't know. I liked that. I think he was easier too. to understand. I liked Jerry. the Darius Like, how could this happen? A lot. Even in season one, I wasn't the biggest fan of Jerry, just because that 
big positive attitude, like overly positive. It's not for me. Me um, neither, and I think it is. I think he did that because he was doing such evil things. Yeah, I would agree. It's, I wrote, I was just like taking notes while I was watching and at the, I think I was at the end of season one and I was like, it seems like Darius is actually the one who's more adapted and healthy. After it's season two, I don't know if that's true. Yeah, I mean, because season two, the, you could see the whole time, maybe not the whole time, but that Ladarius has moments of like, you know, fight or flight mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one moment in season two specifically where, which also if you watch it, you see he is constantly trying to tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. And Monica's kind of having to like, bring him back down and be like, listen, I am the coach here. I want you to do great and I want them to do great. Mm-hmm. And I, like, you need to trust me to get them there. I appreciate your help, but like, you've got to stop. And he just kind of has an attitude. And she pulls him aside and is like, listen, I care for you. I love you, but like, you can't do this. Like, I can't yeah. constantly have you also yelling at these people. Like, yeah, in that moment, it seems like we only saw that one instance, but mm-hmm. I'm guessing it is a pattern of like, disrespect for yeah. teammates and even Monica. Exactly. And it, and Monica handled, from what we saw, Monica handled it really well, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Although I I do say, I think she handled that well. I think if you look at their relationship as a whole, in season two kind of end, like part of season two is Ladarius turns on Monica and basically tries to expose her with all these tweets and Instagram stuff. But I do kind of look at their relationship and Monica's a mother figure for him, for a kid who really hasn't had a mother figure his whole life. And I do wonder, like, I think she crossed a lot of boundaries with him. And I think that that was inadvertently taking advantage of the position he was in. Because I think she knew she was a mother figure for him. She invited him to his house for, like, Thanksgiving and stuff. And he came over for holidays. He became a part of their family. But she also knew he was only going to be around for two years. I don't know. Because I think... I think typically that's how, like, she would probably view most students. Like, you're you're temporary here. Like, and I am, you know, here for you. Through and through, even afterwards, you could probably call her and, you know, she'd help you with whatever. Yeah. But, like, at the end of the day, you're here and I'm responsible yeah, for you for two athlete, years. Yeah, you're and I'm your coach, yeah. But I kind of think with Ladarius, she kind of knew, like... He was different. This, yeah, this is not a two-year thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because it seems like her husband knew him. Yeah, well, she, she paid for, like, his housing deposit. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I mean, he came over for, like, holidays and yeah. stuff. And I think he really was a part of their family. And Definitely. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember her saying that she was truly like a mother to any of the other ones in the same way. The, so the kids say she's a mother to them. She Ladarius is the only one that she says she feels like he's her child. Yeah. I but I do think in in general the fact that so many of these kids feel that she is their mother, I think that maybe speaks to a little bit of boundary issues because when you see TVCC. No one says... Is, was his name Chris? The guy with the beard? Frank? Yeah, Chris. Chris. No one says Chris K-H-R-S. is their father. Yes. Yeah, I know. No one says Vontae is their is like a father to them. And so I think there's ways to be a leader... That's ...that true. helps kids without... Because I was also deep on Reddit. People were talking about how you also see a pattern of kids that need a mother figure. You know? Yeah. And I wonder if... Again, inadvertently, not that Monica's malicious, but if she seeks out kids who kind of don't have a support system, knowing that they're going to be able to devote themselves fully to the team and her. Maybe. That could be true. I also think a lot of that comes in, and I don't know what the recruitment process is of either of these schools, Mm -hmm. and maybe it's I'm actually very confused about that. (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, Morgan, it seems like, didn't really have any cheer background that much. Same with Lexi, kind of. I don't know. I, I was pretty confused. But then I'm there's confused. kids like Maddie who's like, I've wanted my to be a Navarro cheerleader my whole life. And right. It's like, okay, how did they both play on the same team? Exactly. But like, it did seem like TVCC was more recruitment heavy. Maybe that's the lens that they were given through this docuseries. Right. Again, we're only seeing what the producers want right. to see. So it wouldn't surprise me if they want a more like pull at your heartstrings view and lens for Navarro Mm -hmm. and then more of like fierce competitor Mm -hmm. like ruthless from TVCC yeah 
I could see that. I could see that too, but I feel like they're kind of fighting the real life narrative that TVCC is is more of a family oriented. Like the team itself seems more family like. They all seem to like each other. Oh, and I felt like um, I didn't get that. I felt like Navarro was more like individualistic. Like I, the way the kids yell at each other, you don't see that as much as TVCC. Jada does all the time. Yeah, Jada's intense. Jada's intense, and then she's sort of the only one that was, except for like. Angel, was that her name? Mm-hmm. And Angel her, D. But like those three new ones, like the mm-hmm. brother and sister the and then the one. other one. Yeah, I don't remember. They got interviewed as well, but they weren't as like expressive, mm-hmm. which was one of the critiques of one of them. I can't remember his name. Oh, D. D was the D. one who doesn't smile. He doesn't smile and like he doesn't show a lot of emotion like when he's performing. Mm-hmm. And he didn't really in his interviews either. Yeah. But like Jada did. Her interviews were actually what like... I don't want to use the word redeemed, but, like, watching her in practice, I was just, like, frustrated because I was like, you're not the coach. Like, quit yelling at everyone. I know when I was in any situation like that and one of my peers would start yelling, I'm like, who are you to yell at me about what I should do? Like, absolutely not. I I hated when kids were like that when I was an athlete. And that, honestly, there were more Navarro scenes that brought me back to that because there were a couple scenes where everyone's together and someone would raise their hand and be like, guys... We need to all be thinking only about our technique. And you just got this feeling of, like, superiority. Like, it everyone wants to hear their own annoyed. voice. I know. And Monica called him out. Yeah, she like, did. We're just talking to talk now. Like, yeah. don't talk to hear yourself. Like, yeah, and I'm glad she finally said that because there were a couple times over the course of both seasons where I was like, oh, my God. I know. Everyone wants to hear themselves speak so bad. I hate it when kids would do that in theater. I'm like, don't, yeah. don't do this to me. Kids, I did rowing in high school, and kids would do that in rowing, which is crazy because it is literally a sport where everyone is on an equal playing field. Like, everyone's <laughs> doing the same motion over and over again, and ugh, <laughs> drives me nuts when kids are like that. Yeah, so I didn't like that from Jada. Towards the end, I started to see kind of a shift where it was a lot of more positivity. Yes, well, and they talked about it. They said that she was, like, fighting them the first year she was there, yeah. too, and then she had finally trusted them to do their job and yeah. coach everyone, and it really clicked. Which is when I started really liking her a lot more. Me too. And I also think that speaks to the coaching of TVCC because I don't, you don't ever see kids, like Maddie never really got that much nicer in, she's a Navarro cheerleader. She was kind of always very tough. Oh yes, she was. She was the one who lost her spot in the pyramid in the first part of season two. Yeah. Not pyramid, just like. She stunt. she lost a she was supposed to be the flyer I think for one yeah, stunt, stunt and they took her out for one single stunt and she lost yeah. her mind. Which I can I would also be like super upset about that. Yeah, I I know she she her background was that um her dad was in jail the entire her entire life because he raped a woman, mm-hmm. which is oh my god. Yeah, awful. But she ground my gears. That girl drove me crazy. <laughs> she didn't drive me as crazy. I don't know. I saw... I don't know. I appreciated her work ethic. And her just, like, general attitude. I was like... She, like, took her moment and then was like, okay, I see that this means that I need to work harder and did. Yeah, and I also thought it was interesting that she acknowledged. She was like, I'm having so many issues because I've always been the best my whole life and I came here and everyone's the best. Yeah, like, and I understand... I mean, I don't understand that because I was never... <laughs> Good enough at anything to no, be the best either. like that, but I I understand that that's a difficult transition. That was also something just in general. I did appreciate Navarro's general attitude mm-hmm. better than I did TVCC. I liked Javante a lot, and I thought his attitude was like pretty good. Other than when he was talking about himself when he was younger, and he was like, "I was hot shit," but. That's beside the point. I, in general, like Fontaine and Chris better, though, than Monica in terms of their te- their coaching style. I don't know if I was paying attention to their coaching style as much, to be honest. I like Monica a lot, but the attitude of, like, the athletes I liked better on Navarro than I did TVCC. I didn't like their whole chant that they would do where it was, like... If the judges don't, don't agree. agree. I was like, okay, I just... the You can be, like, it's subjective... Because it is. It's a scored sport. So yeah, it is a completely feel. subjective sport. Yeah. And, but it's just like, don't. Yeah, I felt the same way. I felt like I just they. I weird about it. Yeah. I, that also made me feel weird, their chant. But in general, I did, fi- like, tor- so towards the end, it's TVCC versus Navarro mm-hmm. for who wins Daytona. And I did find myself rooting for TVCC. Like, I cried when they won. I was happy. I was happy for them but i was rooting for navarro i just feel like they had been through so much in the past year that i was like they could like 
real and so many of them like didn't get to do it their first time and that's the same thing for TVCC. Right. I mean the thing so. is TVCC also I think he said was 18 rookies so they didn't give as much light to it but I think they were in the same position where all these kids had never been able to do it. Right. So but I I mean I was happy for them that they won. They did great. However, I only saw the routine that were there like and I don't know enough about cheer. Mm-hmm. But Navarro had one issue and TVCC had several well, they had several in their prelims, but I think the I actual thinking, one they didn't. They didn't in their actual one, but they're they're like averaged. So I because think, Monica was talking about how like generally if you do, oh, I was confused by it. So maybe not. She was like generally if you like do better in your second one, like your scores go up. Yeah. So your first one is twenty five percent because that's oh, prelim. Oh, okay. So they scored a ninety six in their first one, and then the second one is seventy five percent. And I remember Monica saying they have to get basically almost a ninety nine. I think they had to get like a nine point eight seven in order to beat Navarro, and I think they got a nine point nine seven or something crazy wow. like that. Like they ended up doing TBCC a really did an incredible. Their routine, like their I had routine. tears in my eyes watching it. There their was routine was really good. Was great. Yeah, and Navarro's was great too. And this one poor girl fell during her stunt mm. and her whole narrative was how she never felt good enough and then and she quit no Cassidy quit Jillian went back I thought it was Cassidy that fell it no was... Jillian fell I would have mm-hmm. sworn it was Cassidy because they showed I couldn't believe they showed her name when the stunt fell like they exposed who it was yes I was like oh my god no I, th- wait, I didn't know about it because apparently Maddie went off on whoever it was according to Ladarius <laughs> <laughs> and he's a unreliable narrator, but apparently Maddie yelled at whoever it was. Yeah, it was Jillian. Jill. Okay. Okay, good. Then I'm glad she's going back because I really thought it was Cassie, and Cassie was like, I've decided to do something else. And I was like, oh my god, she feels so bad. She like won't even like continue the sport. I don't think I could. <laughs> I know it wasn't all the way her fault. There's so many things that lead up to it. And also, if it, I don't think it ended up being a point, whatever, whatever the deduction was, I don't think that was the difference between the right. scores. But. Yeah, because the scores start at 100, and it's your deductions that take away from it. Yeah, I think they ended up with a 97-something, yeah. so they didn't lose three points because she fell out on a dismount. Yeah. But she, this poor girl, she's a rookie. She never feels good enough. She, Her dad was abusive to her mom. She mm-hmm. really struggled with self-esteem. Cassie helped her build it. They showed this one part where they write their fears and throw them into the ocean, and she wrote that she was scared she was going to disappoint Monica. Oh. And then she kind of did. I know. That's one thing I do like. Uh, Javante and Monica did well in this when there was an, when there were mess ups. Mm-hmm. They were like, and what? You can't do anything about it. So now we can just move on. Yeah. I'm not mad at you. Why should, you can't be mad at yourself. Which I think is like the sign of, or at least like one good attribute of a coach is like when, you know, they recognize that like things can't change and like you have to move on and. You yeah, can, and like, even thankful for what went well. Even and, better, I think there's one point before they went on. Chris was like, "I do not care what you score." Yeah, he was like, "I saw you guys perform the best TVCC has ever performed in the past ten years, and I don't care what you score." And I right. think that's really important for kids I think to so hear too. that the person who taught them feels that they did the best they could have done. There was the one part Maddie goes up to Monica, and this is again where I was like, I feel like Monica is having boundary issues with the kids. She goes up to Jillian, goes up to Monica after she messes up, and she goes, "I love you." And Monica doesn't say anything back. And then you hear Jillian go, are you mad at me? And she goes, no, I'm not mad at you. And I just felt like like Jillian felt insecure in her relationship with Monica then. And I feel like yeah. if she had a secure relationship going into it, she wouldn't have even thought Monica would be mad at her. Right. right. And then later she raises her hand after they lose. And she's like, I just want to say I'm sorry. I know. And again, there's not, there's no moment where Monica's like, it's not your fault. Monica's like, it's okay. <laughs> like, oh my God. I- I noticed that, too. I was like, I don't know. And, again, like, we don't know what happened that, like, wasn't filmed or, you know, didn't make it final cut. Mm -hmm. But I was surprised that Monica didn't say anything specifically to her of, like... Yeah, if I... I feel like if I were Monica, I would have announced the team, like, there's no blame here. Yeah. Like, every... There's some things that aren't avoidable. We lost more points than that. You cannot come for this girl. I don't, maybe I also she, again, wonder maybe she if that we didn't see it. There's, I feel like she must have for her to go back. Yeah. She couldn't have felt like too uncomfortable around Monica to sign up again for a third year. Yeah, no, definitely. So, but also, I but, wonder if it's because she craves the attention that Monica sometimes gives her and doesn't that's true always. Too. That's true too. I don't know. 
I don't know the extent of the relationship. I don't think Monica's malicious or manipulative in any way, but I, I just think she maybe. I think she could have. I also wonder, they really talk a lot about how Monica has been just attacked on social media. Mm-hmm. And if she was like, ever, like, I'm about to. She, just... even some people said she knew about Jerry, I think. I don't believe that. I don't think so second. either. I don't think so either. Not all. Oh, but you're saying, like, some of the people attacking were, like, you knew. Yeah, I think there was some criticism that he couldn't have possibly done this without her knowing. How was she going to know that, honestly? It was on Snapchat. Like, how would she... No, I don't think she knew at all. And she seemed heartbroken. I don't think she covered it up. But kind of going off of Monica's hate, do you want to hear some of the things Ladarius has said? Yes, I do, because... I only saw the things that were on the show, and they actually made me very mad, so, like, we can get into that. Yeah, I think they, well, okay, so, Ladarius went live about ten days ago on Instagram, and it seems that the makeup he and Monica had was not true, I think that was production, and they are not on good terms anymore, I don't believe, which is really heartbreaking, because I was, like, crying during their makeup. I know. He obviously at one point said that she abused him. Not sure in what form, mentally... I just don't know. He said in the makeup that that was... False. False. That he was lashing out. And that that was not true. And he does not think that of her. So I have a hard time knowing what is true coming Mm -hmm. from Ladarius now. Because he, like, when he lashes out, like, clearly it's not... Yeah, he kind of... It seems like whichever side of it's on, whether he's happy or sad, he either has a hundred or zero. Yeah. Like, he can either hate you, villainize you, or you're his mother, you're his family. There's no in-between for him. Yeah. And so I Which makes sense when his actual mother, mm-hmm. who he, I'm sure, loved, immediately was gone and, like, yeah. left him, you know, in And then he situation. had the worst things that ever happened to him in his life. So it wouldn't surprise me if he has this, like, kind of issue with, like, motherly figures. Like, no, Or definitely. just, like, a... Yeah, and I also think part of lashing out is this was really heartbreaking. I still don't fully understand it because I feel like Monica kind of didn't address it. She went to Dancing with the Stars. Dancing <clears> with the Stars <throat> is filmed live. It's not the type of thing where you, like, The Bachelor, where you have to give up your phone and mm-hmm. not talk to anyone. And he said he would call her all the time and she didn't pick up. And she kind of never denied that. Like, there wasn't any moment where she was like... Ladarius never got your calls, you know? And I think I that triggered his abandonment again oh, because another woman got up and left in his life, who's his mother figure, and cut him off Which, basically. I felt bad for him in that because that's the person that you reach out to and if they're not answering you, like, that's really hard. And, like, but I just, like, like, Monica acknowledged was, like, it's, like, know how much I love Dancing with the Stars. So, like, when I got the chance to do it, I was so excited. Yeah, I don't blame and her she, for like, leaving. No, and I was, like, she has given these kids like the opportunity to mm-hmm. perform at Daytona to continue their cheer career and give them now with the show not that it's her not that you know she made this show but like she's a big part of it and like should get some credit for the fame that these kids have right they wouldn't be the caliber cheerleaders they are without her no and so to like in a way deny her the like chance to go and do that I thought was just selfish of all of them not just Ladarius a lot of kids seem to have an issue with the fact that she was gone Mm -hmm. and so yeah I I understand why they were upset because for the kids who are rookies it's like maybe they wanted their whole life to go on Navarro Navarro, they get there and she's not there but also I can't imagine her giving it up for a year they don't even get to go to Daytona anyway exactly because it's also it seemed like it was the fall like, it didn't yeah. seem like they were training for Daytona at this point. Like, they were just, like, so. in general training. Yeah. And I I really do think that if it was during, like, the time of, like, Daytona, she would not have gone. I don't think so either. Because that's, that's, her, that's her job. Like... Yeah. You know, and I don't think she would have... No, I don't think there's any reason she should have skipped out on it at all. No. So I was kind of... When people were like, well, she wasn't there. Yeah. She wasn't there. So who knows? And I'm like, okay, you're kind of making her feel like a villain, like, for take an opportunity for herself. Yeah, and I think that was difficult. Like, I do think she felt the repercussions of yeah. everyone being against her, and it seems like... And then she had COVID. She, yeah, she did have COVID, right. Yeah, it seems like she was struggling mm-hmm. in their last season. I don't know. She just seemed to be under a lot of pressure. Yeah, I mean, with, between everything with Jerry and the backlash from that, the backlash and, like, judgment from her own team mm-hmm. because she left for mm-hmm. for Dancing with the Stars, and then... COVID and 
all the pressure and right. I'm sure and the then, show was a lot of stress and yeah and just the general back like she's saying like some people say that she's brainwashed because she wears a mask oh, and then yeah. she's evil because she doesn't wear a mask like I think she just in general the social media stuff she wasn't prepared for and I think people feel um, they can criticize an adult more than they maybe would the kids yeah okay do you want to hear what what Ladarius' alleged yeah. allegations are so one thing I mean so he did claim a lot of physical and mental abuse I, I don't think we're in the position to either deny or no. corroborate that. I don't I know nothing about that. It sounds like he's, he that came from an emotional place, but I also think he was never someone that seemed to lie over the course. So I don't know if he would if it came from nothing. I think because he's so many extremes, the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Yeah, you know, like maybe she was toxic. I think a lot of coaches are toxic. I yeah, think that I think comes so with too. being an athlete. Yeah, so. Andy, who was the assistant coach and went to start his own cheer company, right? Mm. Or I'm something. not exactly sure what it was, but it's some cheer-related company. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he was sleeping with athletes, and he disappears very suddenly. Don't know if that's true Oof. or related or has anything to do. So part of me thinks that if it was a really clean break with no hard feelings, they would have said something about the fact that he's pursuing his own dreams. He was at Daytona. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he doesn't have no relationship with them. Yeah. Is he young? Who was Andy? I can't remember. I'm. He was a student of... Because part of me also was like, if an assistant coach is sleeping with a student, but he's the same age as a student, that's not the craziest horrible thing I've ever heard. Right. So he is 30. So he was in his 20s when this was like first filmed. Mm-hmm. So he's like four, five years older than some of some them. Some of them, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's it's the craziest. So I also, like, it could be completely not true. It could be, like... Well, I was wondering this. So you mentioned that he might have left because of Ladarius. Well, I don't know if he left. It, it could have been that, yeah, Ladarius said that he was sleeping with students gotcha. and he left. Or it because came out some left, other way. He wasn't there during Dancing with the Stars. Right, because they had to pull in that Because they had to pull in that girl right. who Ladarius had, like, a huge issue with. Yeah. He, like, left he when did. she was coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Something about a dog, which was very unclear and yeah, that, very I think that cryptic was... and, like, just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't... I was curious why he left, too, and they never really said it. I thought it was weird that they didn't say if it was just he was starting his new company. Yeah. But he was at Daytona, so they can't have too hard feelings. It's just, like, the type of thing where it's, like, we have to Honestly, it's, like, Right. It's, like... It's not it's illegal, not like he did something but, wrong, yeah. but, like, just not a great look, so... Sorry. Yeah. And, and then I there's I can't believe this... that wouldn't come out wider. I know. Well, I think, yeah, Ladarius is such an unreliable narrator. If That's it was true. the thing that he told Monica, whatever ended up being true, I don't think a lot of people are inclined to trust what he says. Another thing, another assistant coach or whatever was that guy, Capina. That was, was a, weird. He was weird. <laughs> it was a little unclear exactly what happened, but... Because he was a student, and then all of a sudden he was the same age as them, but he was a coach. Yeah, and then was... Stepped away or fired. Well, apparently he got a DUI and then he got in trouble for later on giving drugs to the athletes. (laughs) Or doing drugs with athletes. And I think Ladarius outed some of that. He said that he was doing drugs with students. Again, it could be smoking weed or it could be like something harder. Yeah. Capina was weird though. He he was like stuck around for it seemed no reason. Yeah, exactly. And then it was also weird in season two when he was like, I don't come around you guys and I try to distance myself because I just get really sad all the time. I was just like confused by the whole thing. Because like, like then it's like he vibes. was he, he was there. He was like there. it was the only one that was, like, was there, there with confessionals. Like Morgan and Lexi didn't get His confessionals. on like a playground swing. So weird. Like, yeah, that guy gave me choice? bad vibes. I, that claim, Ladarius, that he, Ladarius said that he was doing drugs with the students. I believe that. Kavina was also the same age as students. Like, I don't, again, I don't think that's the craziest allegation. But I think when you look at a couple of these, maybe it starts a pattern of Monica covering up bad behavior. Uh, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if she's covering it up. She does seem to have kind of a zero tolerance. Yeah, she kicked Kapina off the team. She and kicked Lexi. Kapina off the team and Lexi. Yeah. And, I mean, had, you know, several, like, times where she was, like, just very stern with mm-hmm. Ladarius and was like, we you don't have to be here. You can leave. Yeah. Yeah, true. Uh, so I don't know if she would hide things that yeah. she knew. I also, like, don't know if I would, if I were the coach, if I would publicly announce these things. Like, I don't yeah, think there's no. any reason to have more transparency. Um, then, so he claims <laughs> um, physical and mental abuse. He, part of it was that people in the, like, 
Reddit thread that I was reading could kind of brought up how she would make injured kids play whatever. I think that's another subjective situation. Exactly. All of the sports I did, if you were injured, you didn't get to play. Like, the coaches were pretty cut and dry on that because it works under injury. But I also never did a college sport. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I have... I think it depends on the injury. I think it also... Like, if someone's like, my ankle's hurting. Like, TT hurt his back when he was doing competition for the other team thing. And then Monica made him play. Hmm. But, but yeah, it was like, like, oh, I hurt my back. It wasn't... His, I know, like, is leg. it like, okay, you need to sit out, you hurt your back, or like, yeah. do you want to push through, like, is it something you could push through? So that was the only, in all of my deep internet diving, that was the only thing that I could find that was, people thought maybe would be evidence of physical abuse, other than that. Gotcha. I don't think there's anything that was on the TV that could corroborate that claim. Yeah, no. Ladarius also claimed that everyone bullied him when the cameras are off. I think that is probably him being a little defensive. I would I say know. too... Because, I mean, I also think a lot of these people were new to him in the second season. Because in the first season, it seemed like he was really close with a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He said that's when people bullied him. I wonder if maybe oh. they put up with his difficult attitude when cameras were on and didn't put up with it when it was off. I don't know. I, I can see him feeling like everyone's against him. It seems like he that's true. tends to have that. I don't know how true it was. But that, I mean, in general, he seems really, really hurt by the team and the coaches. And then the last thing, this is something that I did believe. He said that Monica had a strict weight rule for the girls, and it was 98 pounds, and that she would weigh them a lot. And I was like, oh my god, that can't be. But then you do season one see some girls weighing themselves. You see Gabby going on a a watermelon cleanse. Part of me wonders if she did that for a weigh-in, because she was like, this would flush your body. Morgan, she's having dinner with her grandparents. She says she hasn't eaten in four days. Remember, and her grandpa's like, you have to yeah. eat something. Whether that's, like, a, I don't, that's probably something that comes with the sport, too. I don't know if Monica is the only yeah, coach out know. here doing that, though. Well, because he's like, I mean, that's awful to, like, require someone to, like, weigh themselves for a sport. I mean, I think that's just wrong regardless. But it wouldn't surprise me if it's something with the sport. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're you are lifting people, like, a like throwing them and it's also a very aesthetic sport yeah so i think it's like it's not like it's going to be a sport where body positive like there's no way that it's going to be like we accept all body types they just don't it's an aesthetic sport it's part of looks they're not going to do that you can't exactly but 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 i i think that would be a place where i'm like okay i do see if all of these girls seem to have the same pressure monica obviously isn't saying like don't starve yourself you know like if they feel a pressure to make weight there must be some thing going on there. Yeah. Um, so in general, that's as much digging as I could do. I think at the end, it seems like a lot of gray area still. No, no, no answers necessarily. I'm curious if there will be a third season. I think so. Just because of how well the ranking's doing, I wonder if they're transferring into TVCC though. If it's gonna be less about Navarro. I don't know. I I just like Navarro. I don't know. Maybe that's because it's. I know it. No, I do too. When they, I was bored when they were showing TVCC up until the end. I was pretty bored when they were honestly showing Navarro too. I thought these episodes were too long. It was a lot of people saying the same thing over and over again. And maybe I just wanted more drama, but I was like, I was a little bored watching the season. Yeah. I I wasn't watching season one. No, I was going to say, I think I liked season one more. I did like season one more. Because also, like, I thought there would be... I thought the drama of COVID, of the horrible thing with Jerry, Ladarius versus Monica, I thought... Like, they didn't create a storyline. It was... Each episode was kind of standalone. Right. And I think that's why it wasn't super interesting. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. It, It ends up, like, I kind of... Season one, there was everyone... I loved so many people. Season two coming out of it, I felt so many different ways about everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't feel like I have an opinion about anyone straight on. I know. On. I think because I had watched it so long ago, I did have, like, inflated, like, memory of, like, how I felt about them. So, like, going into it kind mm-hmm. of distorted how I felt. Because, like, at the first I was like, I don't want anything about TVCC. Like, I know, me Javante's too. I was on like, my nerves. no, bring back M- Morgan. Chris is on my nerves. But then I was like, oh, no, I actually really like Javante. Chris... I feel weird about for some weird reason. I'm just confused by him, I think. Yeah. And I real I still do like Monica. I feel really bad for her because I think she's got a lot 
she's had a lot of difficult times in the past couple of years since the show came out. I think so too. And I think she's being used in the ex- as an example to kind of expose the toxicity and cheer in general, mm-hmm. which I don't think she necessarily signed up for, but like there's all these conversations now about the sexual abuse and stuff like that. Yeah. I kind of feel like she's getting the brunt of the entire sport. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's the, you know, poster child of... She is. She's sport, the only cheer, you know? co- cheer coach I know. Exactly. <laughs> so. so. Well, any final words? I don't think so. I'm anxious to see if there's a season three. I will still watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would. I feel like if there's a season three, it would have to be a clean slate. Like maybe Monica, but I don't think they can keep dragging out relationships with old athletes. No, I think they need to start they need a fresh team. Fresh team. Well, that's our fresh perspective. That is our fresh perspective. Titty out. <laughs>